Section 10 of Stories Without Tears. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Angelique Campbell. September 2018. Stories Without Tears by Barry Payne. Chrysimissima. Christina Argent was officially and otherwise the leader of the school at helmstone her age and position in the school gave her the official leadership and made her monitor but official leaders often have but little influence and dominance christina had much if she had been younger and lower on the list it is probable she would still have led there must be a reason for this and olive pasto would have said that the reason was that christina was by far the nicest girl in the school and also the prettiest but as olive and christina were great friends olive's evidence is open to objection on the score of bias in some respects the girls were alike they were both fifteen both dark-haired if christina who could look very proud was really the prettiest girl in the school certainly olive came second they had the same taste their handwriting was ludicrous in its similarity but christina had authority and olive had none mina nathan would have explained this on the ground that christina was the wealthiest girl in the school and the daughter of titled parents but mina to be frank was a mean-souled snob and one regrets to add that mina's papa was another ellen holmes would have pointed out that christina was the best hockey player and could throw a cricket ball just like a boy this is true as far as it goes but christina was no admirable crichton in work or in sport her arithmetic was marked deplorable in her report her friend olive could give her a half fifteen at tennis nor could she swim twice the length of the bath under water a feat which ellen holmes herself could accomplish we must perforce consider that ellen was wanting in psychological analysis it is more satisfactory and also quite easy to say that christina argent was a leader because she possessed the gift of leadership it is a mysterious gift it is a gift which has been possessed by people who in other respects bore little resemblance to each other by chatham for example and by general booth by gladstone and by baconsfield in such men lies the note of dominant personality and the greatest amount of the highest attainments can never make up for the want of it or take the place of it look for example at such illustrious failures as but you can fill in the names for yourself you will have no difficulty in natural consequence of christina's preeminence was that olive's principal claim to consideration was that she was the one intimate friend of christina she had her own merits if you had asked specially about her tennis you would have been told that she was simply splendid and had won a tournament in which several adults were engaged in work she had shown an aptitude that was almost uncanny for english history 
but if you merely said who's olive the answer would have been olive why she's christina's greatest friend the principal claim to distinction would have been first stated mabel leroy would have said that olive was christina's best pal but mabel was always a little slangy it was commonly pleaded in her defense that she had many brothers it would appear from the pages of history that the favorites of the great all fall from their high estate the kindly historian assigns the fall to the capriciousness and fickleness of the monarch but it must be confessed that the favorite has frequently brought it on himself because he has held his position for a long time he regards it as an assured position he has presumed when we come to consider the celebrated break between olive and christina which created so much talk in the helmstone school we find that the first step came from olive herself as she admitted afterwards she began it she may have been right in what she did or she may have been wrong the bare facts shall be recorded the school possessed its own playing fields and the pupils spent most of their leisure there but at certain times they were required to take a formal and processional walk through the streets of helmstone a thing abhorrent it is true that the walk gave them a passing glimpse into fascinating shop windows and enabled them to make notes of the prevalent feminine fashions but these delights were miserably tempered it was only a passing glimpse and while you looked at one side of the street you missed things on the other that delicious and prolonged flattening of the nose against the plate glass while you were wondering which you would buy if you could afford it was not the thing that miss ferdinand or any of her agents would have permitted if a horse had fallen or a motor-car broken down the school might not stand around with wondering eyes and dropped jaws and ask the policeman how it happened the procession could give but one longing look and continue to proceed then too there was the consciousness that this procession of girls each with the school colors on a severe straw hat was greeted with humorous and impolite comment by the vulgar men said things and you could see the smile for this reason christina at the head of the profession always wore an expression of remote refrigerated haughtiness and even her friend olive by her side did her best to appear less interested in things in general than she really was subject to the approval of the authorities the girls settled among themselves how they would be paired for the walk thus elsa would say to marjorie may i walk with you to-day and marjorie would reply yes let's do or i've promised dora according to her inclinations or arrangements christina and olive always walked together as a matter of course and had done so for a very long time more than a fortnight as christina afterwards calculated this makes the case look rather black against olive yet it is possible that in what she did she was actuated by kindness degenerating into weakness if you like but still kindness here 
and judge for yourself olive came up to christine in the cloak-room five minutes before the walk started and said chrissy missima this was her fond abbreviation of her leader's name i hope you don't mind but i'm walking with nellie holmes today she's asked me so often that i was simply ashamed to keep on saying that i was engaged christina treated the matter with a suspicious lightness of course you're not engaged she said hope you'll have a nice time i'd promised to walk with gwen anyhow this last statement was quite untrue and it is unfortunately not the only untruth with which we shall have to discredit christina she went off at once to make the arrangement with gwen pusillanimous wretch who broke a distinct promise to mabel leroy in order that she might accept the flattering boon of christina's society olive did not enjoy the walk in the least she was troubled and depressed she asked herself if she had done right she loved christina but she did not want to hurt anybody's feelings not even those of nellie holmes still if christina was going to be offended was nellie holmes worth it nellie as has already been pointed out could swim twice the length of the bath under water but she stopped there yes the above paragraph is unfortunately expressed what is really meant is that ellen holmes had no accomplishments other than natatory also she was as plain as a motor omnibus christina was very angry that i hope you don't mind of olives was tactless and rankled why on earth should she mind any girl in the school would be only too glad and proud to be her companion on the walk all the same she did hate people who did not know their own minds or pretended to be very fond of you when they really did not care and if that was the way olive was going on she would soon show her elliptical but threatening she spoke of olive to gwen quite dispassionately with scrupulous fairness not shutting her eyes to the fact that olive had her slightly ridiculous side the slave gwendolen endeavored to echo the note and got badly snubbed for her pains gwendolen had not realized that in her place by christina's side she was merely a caretaker and that caretakers should not behave like owners christina and olive met after the walk i'd much sooner have been with you said olive at once christina wore that air of not having heard which is not uncommon with those who have the gift of leadership olive had to repeat her remark with some of the enthusiasm chilled out of her really said christina giving her attention to the arrangement of her hair i should have thought minnie nathan would have just suited you it wasn't minnie nathan said olive indignantly and you know it wasn't i simply can't stand her it was only poor little nelly because nobody seems christina swept away from the looking-glass with a fair to middling assumption of boredom oh well she said you can't expect me to know who all your friends are besides it doesn't interest me 
the rapidity with which news of importance is obtained and circulated in girls schools is a problem that still baffles the inquirer that very afternoon it was whispered in the classroom that the old almost monumental friendship between christina and olive was quite broken up the report was brought for confirmation to christina herself by mina nathan who was generally active in any pretty work of the kind you can't break up what wasn't said christina with cold disdain later in the day it was announced officially that miss ferdinand would give a special prize for history at the end of the term and unofficially that olive pasto meant to go in for it funny said christina when she heard i'm going in for it myself however she added with a humility which would have been more touching if it had been convincing she's bound to beat me it must be admitted that as a rule the disposition of extra prizes in this school was a matter of arrangement among the girls themselves naturally the complete duffer was not allowed to annex them that would have been unjust and would have awakened the suspicions of the authorities but when four girls all had a chance of the same prize they settled among themselves which of the four was to get it the selection depended on various considerations the girl who got the prize last time would of course be ruled out the girl who was certain of other prizes would also be told not to be greedy on the other hand a girl who was in for a bad conduct report would have some claim on that prize as a counterweight the girl who first demanded it bags eyed the history prize would be the correct formula and had been promised a sovereign by papa if she brought a prize home would have a very strong case more especially if she agreed to divide a moiety of that sovereign among the other competitors the system had its advantages it prevented rivalry and bitterness of feeling under a strictly competitive system four girls would have worked cruelly hard and three would have been disappointed by this method one girl worked moderately three were as slack as they pleased and there were no disappointments at all the capacious moralist may say that it suggests that the auction knockout is a feminine invention but we have no concern with him it will be seen then that christina had disregarded the etiquette of the school olive by using the bag's eye formula had put in a claim for the history prize the claim would have been subjected to discussion and might or might not have been established but it was contrary to all settled principles for another girl to introduce a crude rivalry into the business and without any discussion of olive's claim to oppose it by sheer work it meant bad feeling it meant a lowering of the standard to that of mere competition it meant that the girl who knew the most history would get the history prize it was subversive it was all wrong yet there was no general condemnation of christina's action such was the strength of her position 
it was regarded with sorrow rather than with anger with gentle resignation all other possible competitors for that extra prize withdrew in this life-or-death struggle between olive and christina there was no place for the ordinary weakling six to four in small square caramels was offered on christina and taken it was terrific the ease and exactitude with which both christina and olive answered all questions in each day's history lesson astounded even while it pleased miss ferdinand guilelessly she held up these two girls as examples to the class little did she know that olive had borrowed money which was against the rules to buy candles which were not allowed for the purpose of nocturnal work in her bedroom a thing absolutely illegal little did she know this still more horrid fact that the pages of christina's prayer book were literally penciled with mundane and ungodly dates and that christina committed them to memory when she should indubitably have been thinking of other things i wouldn't work like those two for a good deal said flossie bale and she spoke the truth and voiced the general sentiment any reasonable girl would have been reluctant to work like that but people do silly things when their blood is up the break between the two friends increased and became more definite with their rivalry they spoke to one another as little as possible now and always with icy civility olive looked sometimes at christina with wistful eyes but christina was careful never to look at olive at all and when christina changed her place in the dining-room so as not to sit next to olive olive bit her lip and took the only course possible to a girl of spirit she complained of a draught and thus got herself removed from the seat beside christina in the classroom on the day before the examination christina had gone back to even betting mina nathan who had accepted six to four from the friends of christina now backed christina herself for five caramels and openly proclaimed that she was on velvet either way it is needless to add that mina took the arithmetic prize breakfast time came on the great day of the history examination and no books might be read at breakfast christina however circumvented the regulation she received a letter from home addressed in the handwriting of her eldest sister the letter itself dealt with the rockingham administration the career of wilkes the character of thurlow and other pleasant trifles of the period in this way christina was enabled to gorge knowledge up to the very last moment olive also had a letter from home but her letter was quite genuine and olive turned as white as the cloth when she read it the examination began at nine when a girl had finished her paper she handed it up to miss packman and was then free to go and play mabel leroy looked through the question said by gum under her breath wrote two lines of fantastic imbecility about the surrender of lord cornwallis 
and showed up her paper at nine o seven precisely but this was not tolerated she was commanded to think and to try again at nine thirty she was allowed to go nellie holmes had written all she knew and some things that she did not know a few minutes later it was a stiff paper and few there were that could wrestle long with it when mina nathan showed up her paper at eleven fifteen after surreptitiously tossing a coin to settle the date of chatham's death she left only christina and olive still writing the paper suited christina perfectly it might have suited olive equally well but olive had received bad news that morning and could not keep her mind on her work seated with her face to the wall she had wept quietly and unobserved but she was still struggling on when twelve struck and the two girls met at the desk to give in their papers christina noticed olive's face seemed on the verge of speaking and then turned away christina knew that she had done well she had answered every question she had been a little in doubt as to the date of austerlitz and had made a shot the shot she found on referring to her history had been singularly blessed even as she turned the pages of the history she was haunted by that look of olives what could have happened to her christina felt that she must find out and for that purpose she sought mina nathan mina was not popular and knew far too much arithmetic but mina had also a gift for knowing the private affairs of other girls come here mina said christina with dignity now then what has olive been crying about don't you know her mother's ill and there's to be an operation to-morrow morning i believe she'll die they generally do when there's an operation i'll have a bet with you on it if you like no go on that's all oh yes she's to get a telegram to-morrow morning she didn't seem to want to talk about it much and she's gone off to the end of the garden by herself it's ruined her chance of the history prize she says that half the time she didn't know what she was writing about i see said christina christina had set her heart on that history prize there could be no doubt that she would get it and quite suddenly she found that she did not want it at all the only thing she did want was that olive should have it she made her plan on that instant is there anything else you want to know asked the obsequious mina i can find out some more if you like mother calls me her little detective does she sweet child no i don't want any more by the way you're all wrong about that history prize the paper didn't suit me a bit i made a lot of howlers and some of the questions i never even tried mina went off eager to disseminate the news of christina's failure christina could generally calculate on what mina would do olive sat alone on a bench at the further end of the garden it was very cold but she did not notice it the evergreen shut out from her view the terrible world in one red hand she held a wet handkerchief 
and in the other the letter from her father after all it contained crumbs of comfort i hope to send you a reassuring telegram to-morrow morning it said don't be frightened she read the sentences over and over again oh if she only had somebody to whom she could really talk about it in the old days she looked up at the sound of a footstep and there was christina christina with both hands stretched out chrysimissima with no dignity at all and visible tears in her eyes oh olive dear don't tell me to go away or be polite or anything i've only just heard and i'm most awfully sorry for you and i wish i hadn't behaved like a pig and a beast to you christina was sobbing oh chrissy missima they became inarticulate with arms around one another a little later they read the letter together and it appeared that christina's mother had undergone an operation and had got well again ever so soon and that on the whole operations were rather a good thing because doctors were most frightfully clever nowadays olive was much comforted and the delicate question of the history prize was touched upon of course i've lost it said olive really i hardly knew what i was writing and i couldn't think but i'm glad you'll have it the only thing is is that my people will be disappointed mummy particularly and i hope it won't be bad for her you see history's about the only thing i was ever any good at that's all right said christina it's absolutely certain you've got the prize i can promise you that the paper didn't suit me in the least and none of the things that i had worked up were asked i was perfectly putrid i didn't even try half the questions i did more than that said olive doubtfully but still they compared notes christina repeated her assurance olive would get the prize and chrissy missima would be delighted it happened even as christina had said the history prize was awarded to olive who wondered how it had come to pass but telegraphed the glad news home to a convalescent mother christina was told that her answers had been scanty and inaccurate you have disappointed me said miss ferdinand christina smiled sweetly now christina had done well in the examination olive had done badly miss ferdinand marked the papers fairly and yet olive got the prize the explanation is simple enough the position of monitor carried with it the very high privilege of acting as occasional errand-girl to miss ferdinand it was always christina who was deputed to bring the pile of examination papers from the classroom to miss ferdinand's study here is the key to the desk in which the papers are said miss ferdinand solemnly and remember christina that i am trusting to your honor christina had only to transpose her own papers and olives changing the outer sheets which alone bore the competitor's name the close similarity of their handwritings prevented any detection of the fraud often in the old days had olive written half of christina's imposition for her 
or Christina rendered a similar service to Olive. Chrissy Missima had been insanely jealous. She had told fibs. She had, in the matter of the examination papers, been guilty of a dishonorable breach of trust. Can anything be said for her? End of section 10 Recording by Angelique Campbell September 2018